Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Roundtable. My name is Dion, and I'm joined here today with Phil and Andrew. Today, we'll be talking about training in a commercial gym, how to spot someone who's trying to inform you or help you versus someone who just wants your money, and what to look for in a personal training job. Uh, just to start it off, though, there's been some big moves in the Fitness Roundtable life, so uh, we'll have Andrew kick us off. How's, how's your life been, man? You, you and Phil have been kind of moving around and cruising, right? Yeah, man. Uh, moved to St. Louis, Missouri, which is an absolutely fantastic town. I love it quite a bit. I've been here for about a week, and it's been really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much for the past month and a half, between Hannah having her surgery and then us going to Lake Placid, Vermont, I've been in, I think, four or five different states in a month, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm very, very happy to uh, finally have a place where I can sleep and not live out of suitcases <laughs> the suitcase lifestyle i'm so phil man you had some big changes too right what's going on with you yeah i was doing a very similar thing uh to, to what andrew was doing uh i was trying to set up uh like a move for a little while we had some issues with uh you know like finding the right place because you know moving is hard and finding a good apartment is is pretty hard but like once we found a place uh, we were, we're really happy with it. It looks really nice. And I live in, uh, in Northeast New Jersey now. And, you know, I can look outside my window to New York city skyline and I've been, uh, working commercial gym here, uh, crunch fitness for about a week. Uh, I started training a couple of clients this week and it's been going really good. Jeez. That's what I love to hear. Now see your boy D is still up in that Buffalo area. I ain't moving <laughs> anytime <laughs> soon, so I haven't had the same struggles as these two, but we're enjoying life. It's getting colder by the day here, so I'm trying to, trying to muster that, up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that travel nurse life, man. But <laughs> one thing I will say, though, is that living in Missouri and having it be 85 degrees every day is absolutely wonderful and beautiful, and I love it a lot. So oddly enough, it's it's weird because we – we were talking about these topics earlier before you guys even did this move. And it's, it's wild how both of you rolled up in a commercial gym, you know. And I'm a little bit on the outlier here because I am not training out of commercial gym. So we're going to have a little bit of contrast in that. So, uh, Phil, kick us off, man. Like you said, you've been there for two weeks. Andrew's been there for a little bit, a little bit of a shorter time. So how's your experience has been um, in a commercial gym? My experience has been pretty good so far. Uh, so the... The gym that I work at, it's a crunch fitness, but it's uh, like franchised. So it's not owned by like the corporation of crunch. Uh, some other gyms like I think LA Fitness, like every LA Fitness is run by like their big corporate structure. But the, uh, the guy who owns the gym that I work for is just, you know, some local guy who lives around the corner and grew up in that town and, you know, wanted to open up a gym. The gym itself has only been open for about a year which is really nice because all the equipment is like brand new and still shiny. Uh, and since I've been going for a few weeks and the way the, the legal mandates have been going, given the COVID-19, it's been very uh, interesting because 
I was there uh, last week and the week before for like training, uh, like my own training, like, you know, for the gym to train me. And it, the gym was completely empty. But then this week on Tuesday, the, uh, the state was allowing people to, uh, or gyms to open at a quarter capacity. So it was a very hectic day. And the, there were a bunch of other people working there. It wasn't just like me, the other tra- personal trainers and the club director. Like we had front desk staff and there was, it was very crowded and a lot of people were calling. And it's been pretty hectic because uh, our official move-in to our apartment here was uh, Wednesday. So Tuesday was the first day the gym was fully open. And then we moved in all our stuff on Wednesday. And then I was back training people, training three new clients in the gym on Friday. It's been a, been a busy week, but, but crunch has been, they've been supportive. They like, they, you know, they root for the people to get clients and they help you as a personal trainer to get more clients. And they're like helpful in terms of like learning how to uh, like work with people on the, they're not like sales oriented, but like how to like, get people to like see the value in training and that's i, I kind of like their philosophy there that's cool i like how you said that they are not sale oriented um i haven't started training at this gym yet but just based off the interview i see what you mean by saying bringing value into personal training they definitely don't want you just to you know sell the most expensive package every single time but they definitely want you to make sure that you give the client what they need whether or not that's really what they need is up to debate but one thing i have noticed based off i mean i don't even really want to count my online stuff as personal training it is but creating a value by yourself and then going to a gym and seeing what your value is dollar wise is very interesting because at this gym you need two certifications in order to make 25 dollars an hour uh you're making minimum wage if you're not training people and that's very interesting because i don't know i I think your time is worth a lot more than 25 dollars an hour especially when they're they're charging between 100 to 120 dollars an hour for personal training so i mean where's that money really going to and i know where it's going to but i just i don't know it's interesting yeah it's a it's a big switch man like i i guess like i started off in commercial gyms is that's a, that's where i got my my beginning I, I always say my bones that's where i i was in the trenches you know i started off at <laughs> a planet fitness well i actually started off at fit happens but that was more or less like i was still doing my own business you know like running my own personal training but then when i moved out to buffalo um i trained out of planet fitness for about a year and a half and that place was a lot more sales oriented they really didn't care how what programs you did with the people if you were even giving them value it's just did they sign up are they getting in the classes does does your metrics show that you have x amount of people in your classes you need to get more people in your classes it it made me feel like i wasn't really trying to to give value it was just like i'm trying to sign up sign up a member i did get paid minimum like a little bit more i got paid more than minimum wage but it it was one of those weird situations where I'm like, I, I know my time's worth more than this. Like, I mean, I give people more value. I'm, I'm trying to work my, I'm trying to work hard and show them that like a trainer will help you, but that's not what, what you want. 
So it was it was difficult when I was doing the Planet Fitness situation. LA Fitness was even worse. Honestly, going there like really opened my eyes to what training in training is as a person solely versus training through a, a commercial gym. Uh, not all of them are like this, but LA Fitness, to, in my opinion, was the worst. Like they didn't care. They wanted you to get as many clients. They wanted you on the floor getting people to sign up for training packages. The training packages were insanely high and I was getting paid like $14 every half an hour. So there, it was just a weird system they had and it was definitely all to get the most money in their pockets and not really in the trainer's pocket. So I didn't really like the commercial gym, but I did take, weirdly enough, I did take away things from those experiences that actually benefited my personal training business. So like I understood ways to, you know, entice or get people to sign up, how to run my, my own training business, how to keep my books, things like that. And then on top of that, I'm giving more value than they would have given. So now my potential future clients are gaining more, but I still have strategies in place that I did learn from these, these experiences. So it was, it was a give or take, you know, there were pros and cons to my situation. I was just going to say, how long were you at LA Fitness? Bro, I'm not going to joke with you. I was there for a week. I, I, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, I was there for a week. I stopped. I quit like on a Thursday night because the same day my um, training manager told me there's a commission they make for like for signing up training, it's like trainers and stuff. He's like, oh yeah, like if I get people to sign up with you, then I make the commission. But what he was pretty much told me, like I caught the, like I got a vibe, was what he was telling me was if I was to bring someone in for training and then they signed up with him, he would get the commission on that and I wouldn't make any commission. So what he would do was like, he would bring them in, he would send them to me, I would get them signed up. But because he brought them to me, even though he did nothing, he would take the commission from me. So he's pretty much like stealing commission. And I was like, yeah, that's not cool. And then I showed up 15 minutes early. I would always show up early to my, to my sessions. All my clients know I'm always early on time. One of the clients didn't show. So I went out to call my mom, you know, it was like standard wholesome call. I was like, Oh, I'm going to call my mom with this 15 minutes of time that I have free now. Mm-hmm. I walk back in the gym. He goes, Oh, Oh my God, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You're late again. And I'm like, what do you mean again? This is like, I'm not late. He goes, your client was, was 15 minutes ago. I'm like, they canceled you douche. Like, <laughs> like wow. Like, yeah. I was real mad. I was like, I was pissed. I was like, and he's like, you need to take control of your business. And I was like, Oh, I need to take control of my business. Guess what? <laughs> Quit that same night. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'll take control of my business. Quit that same night. Started my training business the next day. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that was a negative. That was just a negative feel. I don't know if all elite fitnesses are like that, but the one that I had experienced here, I was like, nah, never again. <laughs> I feel like that's really important for not even personal training, but like life in general. It's mm-hmm. like if you have a craft, if you're an electrician, if you're a teacher, if you're a plumber, no matter what, if you have a privatized business, it's going to be better for you because it's your business. Yeah. Like LA Fitness treated you like shit. Why? Because they want a million billion dollars a year. They <laughs> only want money. They don't care about you. They don't care about the clients. They care about money. And I think what you said was really cool when you were like, you know, I was in the trenches with personal training at a commercial gym. I do think that's really important to do for a while. I think you have to kind of 
go through the shit for a little bit and no matter what job you have like you have to work those commercial gyms you have to have a shitty job for a while to kind of understand that personal training i could give you the best program ever but if i can't quote unquote sell it to you then who cares you know because i can't give you value and i can't personal training shouldn't be sales it should be personal training you should bring value to people's lives through fitness and not just make sure they give you a thousand dollars an hour so true man oh. yeah i definitely agree with that the uh the la fitness thing is funny that you brought that up because i uh i had a conversation with one of my coworkers like a, a week ago and i was like oh i i interviewed once at a uh 24-hour fitness and la fitness and she was like did you did you work at the la fitness and i was like no and she was like thank god <laughs> and uh it's funny because like you, you know you think about like commercial gyms quote unquote as being just like this one big entity but they can all be very different and while like you know i get the the base definitely true thing is that like you know the client pays a certain amount at a commercial gym and then as a personal trainer i get like maybe luckily like 30 percent of that uh and where if we were working on our own you get 100 percent of it and it's like well you know, they provide the facility and the, you know, the marketing and all that. And they bring in the clients and it's, it's good to work for those places for a little while. And like, like you were saying, like, you know, you get, you get your time in the trenches, but I'm glad I'm doing my, my time in the trenches at a crunch and not at an LA fitness. The one I interviewed at in Houston, it was, I think it was, if you worked they only had half hour training shifts, but you could work, you know, you could stack them back to back and get paid $13 an hour. And there was also commission, but like, you know, I didn't take the job, but they probably would have done their best to like, not give you the commission. And it was very like, you know, you can make your money off of selling. And what I like about the place I work in now is that we get paid. Uh, it's, it's almost the same as yours, Andrew, we get paid $28 an hour when we're training. So it's like, much more per hour and then there isn't like a sales incentive because it's like the incentive should be to train more not to sell more you know yeah yeah that's so beautiful <clears throat> yeah i agree the thing that kind of messes me up and i don't want to talk a whole lot of shit about the job that i just got because they gave me a job but you're only getting paid 19 dollars an hour with a certification and for a lot of people i don't i don't know what you know both of you guys certifications cost but i know for me it wasn't cheap and so if you get two certifications, you get bumped up to 24, which is cool. But at that point, you're almost, you know, twelve, thirteen hundred dollars in debt. Not debt, but you know what I mean? Like you you pet yeah. you paid all this yeah. money for for your certs, and then they're like, okay, well, we'll give you so Missouri's uh minimum wage is nine fifty. So I'll be getting paid nine fifty until I get clients, which is like I'd rather move furniture. Like I'd rather go back to my old job and move furniture and just make stupid money doing that and then do my own private stuff. But like we were talking about, it's very important to kind of get that experience. And you do kind of need that experience in the trenches, you know, and, and kind of do your thing. But it sucks how much you have to put into personal training in order to get money out of it, you know? Yeah. And I'll go ahead, Bill. I was gonna say that's that's part of this thing that you get out of the commercial gym is like if you try to you know get certified and then immediately go out on your own 
there's a lot of extra work involved in like figuring out the business aspects and like learning how to do marketing and then getting your clients and figuring out a place to train them. And the like the time in a commercial gym is like learning those first few things that like, how do you sell yourself as a trainer and like the process of training without coming off as like sleazy, like building value in training without uh, just trying to like sell it as a product. Uh, let, me get, like, let me get mad real quick. Go ahead. How many of you guys have your friends come up to you for free for free training? It's it's happened to me like yeah. a couple of times, yeah. Dude, Dude, and I don't I don't think people realize that I'm not just making these workouts. I'm not just living my life just luckily being able to give people muscle. Like <laughs> I had to make my own website, which costs money. I had to get certified, which costs money. I had to get Trainerize, I don't know if you guys use Trainerize, it's an online training app I use, that costs money. Like there's there's so many things that cost money and then people go, oh yeah, cool, let me get training for free. And then they get mad at me when I don't want to do that. Uh, it's I, so crazy. <laughs> you put it in a different way than I do. I always, my biggest issue is like, is time, is, is not even like time versus money. It's just like, I always like to get, like I give everyone their money's worth, even if it's free. And I'm like, you know, it's you asking me to do a training program for you is going to take me like two hours of my like actual life just to sit down and do. And like, like, that's kind of asking a lot of someone like, hey, like, give me two, like, give me your time for free. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Like, yeah. it's it's not just something that you can slap together. I mean, if it was, then we wouldn't be charging people for it at all if it was that easy. You know, if someone says... It's like asking an artist to like, you know, oh, you make paintings? Give me one of those. It's like, it takes time to do this stuff. And, you know, whether you're thinking like about the, the money side, like I got to spend a lot of money to run the business and you want it for free, or I got to spend a lot of time making a program and you want my time for free. Like both of those things, like that's a good, good way of putting like how, how that comes off to me. I think my, my thing about that is like, I would not train someone for free very very unless it was like a family member uh but if someone was like you know if i met someone at a bar or something like oh you're a personal trainer like let's talk about fitness like if it was like you know not building like a week by week program but like someone who wanted to like talk about like oh i think this supplement sucks or like you know what do you think about this kind of training program like i would talk about it forever but if someone wanted me to like do real legitimate work for free like that's completely different yeah i'm with you on that i would definitely second that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually um i worked out my hours per client per month and i typically will give one client 10 hours per month and so wow. yeah depending on what you're trained like what you're charging that's and I had people ask me, you know, for, for programming for like 20 bucks, 10 bucks. It's like, is my time really worth a dollar an hour to you? I don't think so. Yeah. I would never ask you to do that. You know, like it's rude. That's when you hit them with a sidestep and like you go, yeah, I'll do that. And then you send them one workout, just like one exercise. And it's just like five pushups and it's one set. And they're like, what, where's the rest? You're like, oh, you just 10 bucks, man. That's what you get. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I totally. thought we were giving out free stuff. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. Do, do 10 push-ups for one set. You got it. You do that once a month. <laughs> like... <laughs>
And I actually like, I mean, I don't know how much you guys know about trainer eyes. I mean, me coming into personal training during the pandemic was very interesting. I had to mm-hmm. be very creative with how I make money. Uh, tr- like Trainerize is a really, really good app that you have on your phone. It's an app and, you know, you log in and I give you your workouts and I, you can put your MyFitnessPal to it. You can do a lot of things. And that costs money. Like it, it costs yeah, money yeah. per month. And so for me to train, like, and not only does it cost money per month, but it charges you based off how many clients you have. So why would I train you for free when that's literally costing me money? Like I have to pay money to, to do that, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, a good friend of mine actually was, he's a, a coder and he was making a, um, he was trying to make a program that kind of sent, like was like Trainerize and then someone brought up Trainerize. I'm like, you know, this kind of sounds like, he's like, oh, there's already an app about it. So I checked it out and it, it kind of falls in line. Like it's definitely cleaner than my method for online programming, but mine's a little bit more. I use Google drives for all my stuff. So like, I, it's easier for me because then I can, um, have people like, put their progress photos in there. I can upload their files to that. Uh, it doesn't have to be just what I write in the app. I can like write something on a napkin and then like take a photo of it and send it to them. So it just seems, it was just a little bit more easy for me than uh, having like Trainerize. But yeah, that shit's not cheap, man. Trainerize is crazy expensive. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I use it too. And it's, it's pretty cool. And I, I actually like, I program for myself and I use like a Google sheet for myself. And I also like take down info on Google drive for like some of my clients that the gym that I'm doing, but I use Trainerize for the, uh, the online stuff and it's, it's cool and it's useful, but it, I mean, it costs money. Like people thinking that like, Oh, you're a personal trainer. You know, you're not like, you don't have to like pay for any of it. It's not like running a, like a, a restaurant where you got to like, buy the equipment and the silverware like you know we do have overhead and it's yeah it's not fun having to pay for that and then having people ask for free stuff and not for sure oh yeah i wanted to i wanted to say this before we go any uh deeper into someone something else but yeah i just wanted to say what phil said earlier and about being in the trenches like being in a commercial gym takes away all the overhead of you owning your own business like you don't have to worry about equipment you don't have to worry about obtaining new clients you don't have to worry about building a brochure for yourself or a flyer that has your name on it you know you don't have to pay a graphic designer like all that stuff is done for you so you just kind of get to focus on honing your craft as a trainer which is like a good thing like when you don't have to worry about all the other stuff that comes along with your own business yeah that's true i like that i do like the commercial setting for that aspect it's really really nice just kind of go in and, and train one thing you were saying, Phil, about using Google Drive for your programming, I liked using Excel spreadsheets for my online stuff before before I was certified, but it's not trainee friendly. I like Trainerize because you get to see what you have to do. Like it almost takes me, it, it, it brings me into the gym with you. It's like, okay, I can see what I have to do. I can see the example workouts. I can see what I have to do. I can train, I, I can put an rpe scale um i can put a what's rpe stand for uh, I can, uh ratings uh, of perceived, perceived, perceived exertion yeah, yeah, yeah. i i, I wanted yeah. to make sure that was apparent just because mm-hmm. i know some people won't know what rpe stands for but um it's it takes all that thought out of it so it's worth the value but it's still i still pay per month you know i don't think people realize like we have to eat 
And I mean, literally eat, like I have to yeah. eat food. <laughs> I can't just work for free, you know? I eat, we eat, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially if, me, uh, bro. Like I'm eating 4,000 calories a day, dog. That costs money. <laughs> yeah. If we all win the lottery, we'll start training people for free. Not even. Not even. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, I mean, so we we crushed the. We, I definitely think we crushed commercial gyms. So let's let's move into our next topic. All right. How does how does spot someone who's trying to? We kind of talked a little bit. We like touched on some bases with it. How to spot someone who's trying to inform you versus who's trying just to get that money? <laughs> like, how, how do you like pick that person out of the gym? I think we all can see that clearly. I'm the trainer that just wants money. Um, yeah. <laughs> Easily, easily. Eat all that food. All your money, and I want all of it right now. Uh, that being said, I, I mean, it goes like I don't think people realize how much sales go into personal training. Like I, I could have you buy stuff from me with zero problem. You know, I don't need to market myself as a personal trainer. I could just have you buy apparel. You know, K Man Barbell has been open for. I think two, three months, and I have way more t-shirt sales than I do training. Why? Because <laughs> I can sell stuff, you know, and and I think people really need to kind of research what they want to do in order to make sure that they're getting the right information. Because if you don't know anything about training, you don't know anything about how to get fit, the first person that walks up to you with big biceps and goes, oh, you need to do this, that, and the other, it's like, okay, cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. And then you pay a $1,000. I think you need to kind of become informed by yourself and then look for a good person to really train you because there are people who are just leeches, man. They want to get all your money. And I think it's important to really find value with people who want to give you value, which is a really hard thing to kind of explain. But I, yeah, I think you can really research yourself in what you want to do and then go find someone and then see if they're giving you bullshit or not. I feel like you can always see like a person like my, my thing is, is like with your initial conversation, how much value are they trying to give to you as a person? Like, are you, are you getting a good feeling from them? Are they trying to help you? Are they putting in the extra effort beforehand? Or are they just walking up to you? Like, Hey, are you looking for training? Like, if you're looking for training, like I have all these things, like, how about this? Like sign these papers, you know, the, the classic, the classic, like, Oh, let me talk to you. Oh, but by the way, like, look at these, these packages, buy this package, sign these papers right now before you leave here. Like, I know that's a good tactic to like get clients and to retain clients. And that's just something you learn. But like, overall, some people are really just on top of you trying to, to get you to sign up with them. Like every single second, like, Oh, Hey, like you're, what are you doing right now? Do you want to just come like train with me? Like spend $10, do this. Like, and you get kind of hounded. Like you said, you get, you get kind of hounded by this person, you know, and it's tough sometimes, but the person with big biceps walks over to you, you know, and like, you got to cross reference that information that they're giving you, you know, check out things that might work for you. See, see what their schedules like, see what their packages look like. You know, are they giving you one session as in an hour session or is it a 30 minute session? You know, do they only offer uh, training in groups? You know, do is is that something that they're doing? Um, does it fit your schedule? What what benefits can you see from this person? Don't just kind of jump like you said on the first person to walk over with a big butt <laughs> or or giant biceps. You know, 
Yeah, I think the uh, the point that you brought up, Andrew, about like being informed is important because people go to trainers because they don't know what to do. But you can't you can't go in not knowing anything about what to do because it leaves you too open to uh, to being taken advantage of. And it's not it's not like I'm saying you know you gotta be a trainer to get a trainer, but it's like if you know what you want and you know just like a fraction of a percent about like how it works to get what you want but you don't know like that much more than that you'll still be able to you'll be able to spot like someone who's trying to like sell you harder than the information they have and especially when like they're not focusing on what you want or what you want to get or like you know in personal training it's like do you want to lose weight like gain muscle do you want to look a certain way do you want to be able to do a certain thing is it for a sport, for a race, for a competition of a certain sort? Do you just want to be healthy? What does healthy mean to you? You know, if, if they're not trying to find these things out while they're talking to you, if they're just saying like, you know, oh, I can help you, but they're not trying to figure out like what you actually want, where you want to be in three months and telling you like, you want to build muscle. Here's what we would do to build muscle, you know, and then like getting into the details and understanding that, like, if the person says, you want to build muscle, you need to eat 300 calories a day and not go to the gym, you know, if you know a tiny bit, you'd be like, no, it's not enough food. And of course, I need to go to the gym if I want to build muscle. You know, you don't want, you don't need to know too much to be able to spot someone who's not prepared to help you or who doesn't care about helping you. And I think that that's something that at a commercial gym or at a, as a private trainer, it's someone who's focused on trying to help you. And that is the basis of the sale is someone who's like a good person and a good trainer. Like it's not about, it's not about the sale. The sale of the training is like a consequence of them wanting to help you get to your goal. It's like you as a trainer say like, all right, what do you want? You want this. I can get you that. To do that, you need to pay me for my time because I'm a person and this is my job. It's not, you need to pay me. Okay, now that you've paid me, let's figure out what we're doing. Like it's, it's like client-centered training versus money-centered training. Dude, that's, I love the way you put that right there. How you said, uh, and, and that exact term probably describes the whole situation. It's like, oh, you paid me money? Okay, now let's start versus mm -hmm. how... Oh, you want to get here? Okay, now pay me money. Like, it, it usually that's the last thing you worry about. You know, it's like you find out what the person wants to do with their life, and then you put sessions to it, or how much time you think that they can they need for that specific goal, and you say, "Well, this is what I offer, and this is how much I charge." And like you said, it usually is the other way around for someone else. Like, okay, well, if you buy these twenty sessions, we can get you that goal. Yeah. Right. And, and you're like, and it, and some people really fall, fall victim to that. You know, like you said, they get taken advantage of because they don't, they don't know what they want. And people can really like good. Usually trainers are like good at that because we're outgoing people for the most part. So it's really right. easy to pick up on those tells when you're a trainer. And it's like, it's, we shouldn't take advantage of that as trainers, but people do. And that's like the negative light. And I feel that gives a bad image to a lot of trainers too, because that sets off clients in the future from like us, like good trainers, because they're like, well, my last trainer just took my $600 and then 
I didn't even lose a pound. Like I didn't, he never even talked to me. I saw him two times a week. Like, you know, and it, mm -hmm. it gives them such a negative feeling about our profession that it almost hinders us as a whole unit, you know? Yeah. I mean, Dion, especially you, you know exactly what I'm about to say. We both worked at GNC and we knew the difference between GNC employees who wanted to sell and yep. GNC employees that wanted to actually help people. Like mm -hmm. my average sale was awful. My, you know, dollar per customer was awful, but people came back for me because they knew that I was going to help them out. I think it's really cool. I mean, like you have three different personal trainers on a podcast and each one could probably tailor you a different program depending on what you want to do. Like within talking for five minutes, you know, I'm not a runner, you know, I don't like triathlons. you like, I like, you want to get strong lifting. Well, contact me. You want to get really, really fast. Probably contact Phil. Like there's different niches for different trainers. And I think people just try to box in everything and just yeah, make yeah. a whole lot of money, you know? And I think there's trainers who want a whole lot of money and there's trainers who want to really help people. And I think that value that they bring will help them in the long run, but it's still tough, man. I mean, cause like I said, we got to eat, I need to eat, you know, and we have to make money, but at the same time, I'm not trying to absolutely just rape and pillage every single person that comes through to train with me, you know, like, I, it's it's tough. Training's tough because do you really need training? Do you really need to exercise? It's like you're paying someone an extra whatever a month to quote unquote be in shape. It's like you don't need to do it. So it's a it's a, it's a very hard thing to like kind of get behind because I think people just immediately think I don't know. It, it it's tough, man. Personal training's tough. <laughs> no, it is for a fact, man. Um, yeah, a good one. A job that I applied for a long time ago before I moved out to Buffalo, um, and I'll, I'll shout them out because I really like their their business models, Purebred Athletics. I think that's the name of the, the business. I could be wrong, but the owner, he he said it, he said like the, the most um, in, interesting words and they were like very insightful. He said, at the end of the day, wear a luxury and we have to treat ourselves like a luxury, just like cutting your hair. He's like, you could cut your own hair with a pair of clippers that you bought for $10 at Walmart, but you go to your barber and pay $40. Why do you do that? He's like, because you like the way it looks. You like that. You don't have to do it yourself. It saves you some time. And at the end of the day, we have to treat ourselves like we're luxury. <laughs> so I was like, that's, that's exactly nice. what I was trying to say, dude. That's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Cause it is like, you don't need me, but you want me. <laughs> and so like let me give you the best tailored program you can because i'm going to get you in shape i promise i know what i'm doing i hated personal trainers for the longest time i got certified like what four months ago yeah and yeah. it's because i had to like i had no other choice gyms wouldn't hire me if i didn't have certification but i thought personal trainers were like the biggest assholes ever and like <laughs> you just have to find the right one you, it, it really is like you know that that one barber might cut your hair one way and then another barber might fuck you up. Well, yeah. go find the right barber, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, I like the, the, the statement about it being a luxury because I, I absorb so much content about fitness and training. And like, I mean, we're making a podcast. The podcast is free. Like there's so much out there that's free that you could go. And if you're like, I want to get in shape and I want to lift heavy or I want to do triathlons or soccer or... Uh, you know, powerlifting or strongman, 
you know, you could find a, a YouTuber and, you know, a couple of podcasts and probably a bunch of articles and you could read all that stuff and watch all that stuff and pay zero dollars and spend your time instead of your money to learn about all that stuff. And then you could, you know, figure out your own way in the gym and, you know, get in whatever gym near you that's, you know, $10, $15 a month and be saving a bunch of money. But if you're in front of a personal trainer and we're already talking to them and we're like, you know, okay, I'm the trainer, you guys are trainers, we're talking to our, our potential clients and we're saying like, sure, you could do that. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault anyone for doing that. If I said to someone, you know, here's what I offer, you know, we talk about like, you know, okay, these are your goals. Here's how I can help you get there. And the person's just like, man, that sounds great. But like, the I know I know that you know you gotta work, you gotta eat, but like I can't afford your service. I would say you know that's fantastic, no problem. Uh, you know, good luck on your goals, and if you ever want any like advice or resources, you know I can point you in the right direction. You know I'm not gonna train you for free because I can't because in my you know my gym doesn't allow that. But like I I can point you in the direction of like all right, you, you can't afford training. But you can you can do it on your own. That's why like acknowledging that we're a luxury and not pushing it on people is important because it is expensive. Having a personal trainer is really expensive. Actually, one of my interview questions was, "How much money do you think you are worth per hour?" Ooh. What do you, What do you guys think you guys are worth per hour? Like how much do I think I'm worth per hour? Yes, sir. Oh, easy fifty. Fifty per fifty an hour. Yeah, hundred percent. You want to know what I said? What'd you say? I said 150. Wow. <laughs> oh, dude. And, and that's like the thing I think, and I don't know, man, like, I really don't think you should undersell yourself. Like I, I know what I'm worth. I know what you're worth. I'm not going to charge people 150 bucks, you know, an hour. Like that's not, you know, but I know I'm worth that, you know, and especially monthly, like 150 a month really isn't crazy if you have that kind of money once again it's a, it's a it's a luxury right like you can pay 40 dollars for a haircut or you can cut your own hair you can work out at a gym or you could hire me and i'll like it's crazy man like i have what 10 clients and all of them see results they all see great things like <laughs> it's not it's not just me charging you money it's me giving you like the body you want man it's great <laughs> i love that that sounds nice and I said 50, I'm at 50,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, I think it's, it's actually really interesting that you brought up that question because the like, what are you worth as a trainer per hour or the opposite of that? Like, I'm looking for personal training. What should I be spending on a trainer is, is a big question because it, it fluctuates so much depending on where you live. You know, when I, the city that I lived in before I moved into this area was a really small town. And uh, it's, you know, it's completely different living in a small town and being a business person in a small town. There were trainers in that area who would, uh, who would charge like the, the whole price was like 25 or $30 for an hour. And, you know, that's what me and Andrew have said, like, that's about what we get paid. But that's not what it, someone is paying to, to have me train them per hour. That's what I'm getting after the gym takes their cut. You know, these people are paying like, $80, maybe $70 an hour to get us, you know, that's like the difference between like big city where I am and, uh, you know, where you are, Andrew, and like, you know, even if 
uh, I crossed the river and I went into Manhattan. There's people over there charging 150 an hour. And it's expensive, but it, it fluctuates like immediately when you think about the market. I mean, you can go into McDonald's and get a $1 coffee in New York City or in, you know, middle of nowhere, Wyoming. But if you're trying to get personal training, the cost of a trainer and what you can charge as a trainer is completely different when you go from like a small area to a to a big city. Yo, that's so true. I mean, for me, like as being a, like my own business owner, it's it's one of those like cost of living. It, it's a it's a lot of math at the end of the day for trainers. And I think that's where people might not get it because like Andrew keeps saying like it's like I got to eat. But there's so much more involved in that. Like my pricing will always be based off of like how much is my mortgage? How much is my rent? How much is gas? How much is my car insurance? How much do I need to make per week? Like how much do I need to make per month? And then that's how much I have to charge you just to, you know, and certain people I know like just train just to get by. Like they go, they, they don't want that extra leisure money. And some people set up their, their training and spending to a specific way where it's like, well, I want to have this much more. So I need to charge this much. And at the end of the day, it's like, like you said, how much, how much do you value us as a person do you get the value that you're expecting and then you know it's it's, is what they're worth what they're worth you know like new york city trainers will always be more expensive because cost of living is crazy high and you can't and you can't walk into a a place and tell someone that i think that's what i've gotten the the most so i actually want to do a sidebar on that um i've gotten the negative side where someone's like dude you charge way too much like guy down the street's charging me like two hundred dollars less than you and I'm like, well, that's him. Go to him then. Why'd you come to me? And the problem is, is like, like Phil said, you can go to a small town where, yeah, cost of living is is not that much. So they can charge you $30, $20 a session and that's fine. But then you go to New York City and rent is extremely high. They have to charge you more. Like, that's just how it is. So they're not trying to rip you off. It's like, you got to respect their business and their and their lifestyle. So, so I've definitely had the negative part where someone literally has said to me, dude, you charge way too much. You're never going to get anybody. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, why then why'd you even, why'd you even call my number? Like my rates are on my website. Like, why'd you call me? <laughs> dude, I got, I got told that I was too big time now that I am charging actual personal training rates. And wow. that kind of goes to show that what you put Dion, like we are a luxury we are not needed you can go run on the street for free but you need a value and you need something like yeah. you're gonna you're gonna come to me for for, uh, for piloting you're gonna come to to phil for for running you're gonna come to you for anything right like all these things are quote unquote not needed but they are wanted and you want to be the best person you can be and you want to be in shape and whether or not I'm too big time is completely okay with me because I just feel like <laughs> I'm giving you so much, man. Like I give people what they need and whether or not you want it is completely fine. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Like we, we provide a service and the cost of that service will fluctuate based on us needing to live. But also like if that cost is too much, you're not saying you charge too much, you should lower your rates. You know, what you're really saying is you charge too much, that service isn't something that I can buy. It's like if you go to, uh, 
if you go to a store and you see uh, like one brand of something and then there's another brand that's twice as expensive, if you buy the more expensive one because it's nicer or it, like, you know, it's going to last 10 years longer or something, you know, you buy the, the nicer jacket or something that's going to last you 10 years instead of two, you know, you're, you're realizing that you're buying a good product. But if you buy the cheaper one, it's like you're making the decision that you don't want the more expensive thing. And when it comes to trainers, it's like if, if I provide this service and, and you think it's too much, then you just don't want it. Like that's, that's fine. We're not mad that you don't want personal training from us. But if you say, I want what you're selling, but I want you to charge less, then that's not really fair. I mean, you know, we're not, we're not out here trying to become millionaires. You know, we would be in finance or something else if we wanted to do that. That's so. That's such big facts right there. Like, <laughs> it comes. It comes down to those simple, those simple things. Like, why are you trying to haggle me? I don't try to haggle you at your job. Like, and it's just tough, man. It's it's really tough. And honestly, I I charge people like. And now to jump off of what you said earlier about like people asking for stuff for free, I used to do free stuff for people because I just was like, you know, like. Yeah, like I really want you to succeed. But then I was like, no, nah, I started charging everyone, no matter who it is, because people s- stick to a program when they paid for it. Like I had so many things when when someone would, I wouldn't get, sell them a program and they would just like do it for a week and be like, yeah, you know, it's kind of boring. I don't want to do this. Like, uh, like I really don't care. I, I got stuff going on in life. And then like the moment I charged them like even 30 bucks, <laughs> like they're like, oh, dude, like I feel like such shit. I miss my my weeks of exercise I was like what okay you got to be held accountable i guess paying for it means you got to be held accountable so dude the only <laughs> people that don't charge is my mom and hannah's mom because they're both my moms that being said if you're my cousin you're my aunt you're my sister you're my whoever you're getting charged the actual rate i'll give you a little bit of a discount because i'm not an asshole but it really is like crazy how people immediately start doing something because they get charged for it i'm not giving you free workouts because you're not gonna fucking do them bro like <laughs> you're not gonna fucking do them dude like it makes me mad it's like all right i'm charging you this much per month now it's like oh i'm gonna start doing it it's like why didn't you do them before like just because it's taking money out of your pocket now you're now you're gonna do them like that's that's so crazy right honestly i've heard that that's the uh the like business model of places like planet fitness that charge very little amounts so that they can get people on those like recurring payments and that you know it's only like what is it like 9.99 or maybe now it's like $15 a month for like the base level membership and that like people won't even be going but they're like ah oh, it's only $10 like maybe I'll go or like you know ah oh, I'll go to cancel it later and that like gyms that are more expensive people end up going because you know, they don't want to lose the value of what they're paying for. And if, if you get something for free, you know, it's like the motivation of utilizing it is a lot lower because you haven't invested into it. And like, yeah, that is, it's gym psychology um, and business theory for, for that. It, it is a thing like where you pay, you're charging someone far less than what is worth, but because of that, they, there's no retention on uh, what they're doing. So Huh. Planet, yeah, it was a big. There's a big article. On, I read a whole article on Planet Fitness's um, gym psychology and like things they do to hinder people's like re- return to exercise or commitment to exercise. 
Wow. And it, it was pretty, it was pretty intense. Like, so, and that was, it was funny that you brought that up because that was a big one. They're like, they don't charge you a lot. And the amount of members to like space and any planet fitness, I think is like 20% higher than what the gym can actually hold. Yeah. They, uh, uh, you brought up something else that I've heard that like the, um, they, they design their like member base so that like, if all the people that were actually members tried to go like in one 24 hour period or even like across a week, they wouldn't be able to handle it. That like you were saying, it's like 20% more than they could handle in the space. But they know that because they're trying, they're not, maybe they're not actively trying get, to get people not to come in, but like they're not trying to get them to come in, you know? The Fulton County YMCA, I used to be a uh, lifeguard there and they had 6,300 members. Whoa. You're telling me 6,300 people will fit in your gym? Zero shot. Like, they, yeah, they know people aren't going to come. They know they, there's actually a thing that people track, like ghost members. They're, they're ghosts. Like, they don't show up, you know, and, and yeah. people track that. Because out of the 6,300, you have, what, 2,000 actually going? Like, that's crazy, bro. Like, my <laughs> parents remember the Y for, like, years and never went once. <laughs> like, oh, my yeah. God. That's, yeah, you know, it's, that's it's expensive, man. Like, the why is not cheap. It's like sixty bucks a month, bro. It's expensive. Yeah. Whoa. So never belonged to a why. <laughs> it's it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it there first. Andrew said they suck. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. God, man. So I will talk so much shit about the why. I won't talk shit about. Uh, Club fitness, but I'll talk about the Y for sure. <laughs> Club fitness. Yeah, I couldn't. The Y was fun for me. Um, but until they told me I couldn't practice soccer in the, the big, like, 2,000-square-foot gym. And I was like, what do you mean I can't have this ball in this gigantic gym with reinforced walls? Like, <laughs> and then I left. Wow. Were you and I there when that kid broke that window, which is why we can't play soccer there anymore? Yeah. I thought it was <laughs> Yeah. It, it was, was Taylor. It was, yeah. it was don't my, don't my snitch boy. on him, but like I remember the shot. That was a strong shot. I'll, I'll call that out. That's my boy T. I know that for sure. <laughs> I know T. I was there. We were playing, and he took the shot, and I was like, he ripped it, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh geez, that's hard. Like I've never seen a soccer ball crack a bulletproof glass. It was like it was like reinforced. It was a reinforced window. Like oh like, man, it like he that's like funny. shattered it. It was insane. Jeez. Just a normal size five soccer ball with a, a size jack leg. During the time before the release of the podcast, I was offered a position at Club Fitness. I was then ghosted and never received the job. Your boy's now moving furniture again. Yeet! What's going on, guys? This is the Fitness Roundtable with Caveman, CavemanBarbell.com, Phil, Yawstraining.com, and Dion, ActiveGamerFitness.com. The Roundtable is more of a discussion than anything. We hope you enjoyed. Leave a like and subscribe. Stay fit. Stay strong. Stay educated.